This is the EPLOG audio experience. Film is clearly a sophisticated art, possibly the most important art of the 20th century with a rather complex history of theory and practice, writes James Monaco in his book How to Read a Film. So far in our podcast, The Artists, we have had filmmakers, writers, critics, programmers from some of the top film festivals, musicians, thinkers, defining their combinatorial skills. We at Metaphysical Lab have been striving to expand the realm of our podcast, which in turn gives a wider uh, canvas to the understanding of our experiences. And also we have tied up with Epilog Media, the podcasting network. So you can find us on their website, epilogmedia slash the artists. And of course, you can continue to listen to us on the platforms that you choose from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to GeoSavon to Google Podcasts. Everything is mentioned in the description. And and of course, you can reach us uh, on the WhatsApp number and our email ID. I'm your host, Suchita, and I'm looking forward to a wonderful journey ahead with all of you. And we are back with the 66th episode of our podcast. The artists, I hope you guys are doing well. We are well into 2021. And I hope the year has started on a good note. And even if it's not, it's going to pick up soon. Before we get into the episode, I just want to tell you that we are adding a support button for this very independent podcast. So if any of you guys would like to support, contribute uh, to our podcast, if it's helped you in any way, do think of uh, doing any contribution which is convenient for you. It just helps us get by with our production work. All right, moving on. I'm going to introduce you to our guest today. We have with us the founder of Shots TV, Carter Pilcher Pioneer, the world's leading short movie entertainment company, Shots TV. It is the first and only 24-7 HD TV channel dedicated to short movies and is available in approximately 100 million households across the US, Latin America, Europe and India. In India, Shots TV is available on all major DTH platforms. There is Starter Sky, there is Dish, there is Airtel, and there is also Shots TV app where you can watch the movies 24-7. Carter is a voting member of both the BAFTA and the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Science. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Carter. Welcome to our podcast, The Artists. And uh, thank you for joining in and taking out time from a very, very busy schedule. Just to just to begin the conversation, Carter, uh, what made you start uh, Shots TV, which I'm not wrong, was the year 2001? Uh, well, Sushita, thank you so much for having me here on the Artist Podcast. I was really thrilled when our guys <laughs> let me know that you guys, you were interested in chatting with us about Shorts TV. Thank yes. you. Sure. Uh, it's, uh, we've heard so many good things about this podcast, and so that w- that's really fun, fun for me. Um, sure. We started Shorts TV here in the United Kingdom, in Britain, in London, mm-hmm. in 2001, as you rightly said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, the internet was ju- just starting in terms of video. We thought that uh, putting short films online, <clears throat> British short films online, mm-hmm. would be really uh, something fun to do. And uh, so we started it as a small company to do that. 
raised a little bit of money, a little bit of capital, uh, and quickly lost all of it. Um, oh, my so, God. Okay. Uh, because at that time, if you remember, streaming mm. streaming costs were crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. Sure. And you couldn't even – there was no good quality. So we, we launched a website probably in 2002 and, uh, and then uh, figured out where the business was and started distributing short films and also – Uh, producing music videos, short movies, anything we could produce. Mm -hmm. And then launched, uh, uh, built up a very big catalog of short movies. Uh, when um, we started distributing the Oscar short nominated short films in 2006, and we launched uh, and started selling them on, Am on uh, iTunes in 2006. And then in 2008, uh, we launched Shorts TV first in Europe, and then a couple of years later in the United States, mm. and uh, have now grown Shorts TV as a, a linear television network uh, that's available in Spanish as TV Cortos in Latin mm. America, mm -hmm. and all across Europe in uh, Italy, Spain, Netherlands, Serbia, the United Kingdom, and uh, and uh, the United States, and, uh, of course, in India. Sure. T tell me, Carter, I'm going to be talking more about your association, the Shots TV Association with the Oscars. But before that, I just want to understand a bit more in terms of the foundation of Shots as a medium. And because you have been associated with it for such a long time, uh, Shots have been the foundation of cinema. It all started with the silent era. So... Coming all the way now at the present moment, what do you think, how important is this medium of storytelling and how seriously is it taken? Well, you know, uh, just as you said, short film is the original bedrock of cinema. Yeah. They've, they've got, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there is this newfangled thing they've invented where they take a bunch of shorts and put them together and call them a feature film and they show it for longer, but, mm. uh, but we're in the original ancient art of telling short stories. Uh, and, and I'm saying that sarcastically because, <laughs> uh, because, um, it's really short film is really one of those things that was the, the foundation and it kind of went away and disappeared, mm. but now it's back. And I think what audiences are starting to realize are things that I realize that that short films are not just a place for artists to kind of get their feet on the ground, although it's a great place to do that. And they're not just a place to try out new ways of filming or new ways of telling stories, but mm. they are absolutely, completely, totally a some for some stories they are some of the best ways to tell the stories possible and yes. and tell and telling a story in a short format is way different than uh right than telling a story in a long format and 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 short story writers know that you don't ever buy a short a book of short stories and think oh if i just 
uh, stapled the pages together of this book, I could just read it like it was a one long book because every short story tells its own story and then it moves and then the next short story goes on to the next story. Um, so you have to you have to tell the story differently vis in visual storytelling with filmmaking. You're you're telling both a, a narrative and and pictures that you're putting together. And and often a short story. The, the great thing about it about this medium, I think the thing that excites me a lot is that you can uh, you can take audiences expect when they watch something short they expect that they're not going to do it for very long and so they have a different when you watch a feature film you want you're willing to let the filmmaker take you on this long journey and show you beautiful places and set set up the story and give you a lot of details that that a short filmmaker when the same person watches a short film they're not willing to allow that that to happen because they want to get right to the the heart of the story so mm -hmm. short filmmakers are able to tell much more powerful stories make much tougher points that for an hour and a half you wouldn't be able to stand but in a short movie you can really grapple with it think about it and it gives you there's enough space because it ends to to be able to to move on so i would say that in mm -hmm. the world of filmmaking Shorts are are often the most in, they're often more intense, and I think they are the most intense type of filmmaking that you can see. Absolutely, I remember, yeah. yeah please. I, I was just going to tell one other story. I I remember when I was uh, younger, and mm -hmm. the and the the probably the most intense film that I remember seeing when I was young because mm. I probably wasn't, shouldn't have watched it. I was mm. too young. It was uh, Poltergeist. Ah. And, and Poltergeist, when I finished that, I was totally on the edge of the movie theater seat. I just, it just so scary, so outrageous. And, and I, and I really, it was, it was, it was just shocking and, and deeply frightening. Amazing film. Amazing. But I, I think that it was at the very edge of where a filmmaker for an hour and a half or two hours can take you because much more than that, and it's just too intense and, and you have to get out and have a break. But a short filmmaker can go become even more intense. A, a horror short is mm -hmm. actually more intense than a horror feature because they just – because you have the break at the end after 15 or 20 minutes. You can just go, oh my gosh, I just can now – now I can recover. <laughs> and a feature filmmaker has to do that in the picture so they can never quite take you that far. So for filmmakers, I think shorts are, are a really interesting and fun medium, but it's a different way of telling stories and it's different stories, which is a really, a, is great. It just, I think every filmmaker should be making shorts, frankly. I be, I've, I've become great friends with one of your, filmmakers whose short films I, I very much enjoy, uh, named Anurag Kashyap. <laughs> okay, and, yeah. and he is a very uh, intelligent, thoughtful filmmaker. Shock, and as you know, if you've seen his shorts, he loves shocking people yeah. and uses uh, the short format it's an amazing way to tell a story and a different story than the things that he tells in features. 
Absolutely. Totally. Totally, Carter. Just, but, but tell me, Carter, of course, it's got a huge bandwidth. Short films have uh, a wide scope in terms of making them, performances, direction. But why is it that, you know, when it comes to getting a short produced, filmmakers have, a, you know, harrowing time because they never find a producer who can back their shots. So they literally beg, borrow and steal all the time. Uh, why do you think that has not changed over the years? I think that that uh, I think that 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 is changing. Mm. But but in the past, mm. it has been very difficult uh, to develop an industry around short films. I think mm. with subscription video on demand services. Mm. Uh, that there is a very different economy that's developing for all of us. We don't care how long something is. We don't pay by the film. We don't, uh, TV is, and, and, and we're becoming much more mobile. So an hour TV show, when you're watching it on your phone, is just not, not as good a watching experience as a 10 minute or a 15 minute film. Mm. And so we're, we're changing our lifestyle. We're changing our habits. And I think that uh, filmmakers are now in the process of starting to get paid. This year, we mm. were uh, we have we sponsor for the third year in a row the Best of India Short Film Festival, and mm. uh, we the top five winners are films that we we uh, then uh, release theatrically in cinemas in the in Los Angeles so that the films are then qualified for Oscar consideration. Mm, nice. And this year, the uh, we had uh, some amazing films. Mm-hmm. One of them was produced by a gentleman, and, and I uh, believe he actually won the, the one of the top prizes at the festival, mm-hmm. uh, was a gentleman that you may be familiar with named Ronnie Scruvala. Mm, yes. And Ronnie is one of the biggest producers in Bollywood, absolutely, without a doubt. And the thing that is, uh, the reason he's making shorts and uh, now, he, so he made a fabulous short, and it stars uh, one of uh, your leading actresses. And let me just get her name, because it's uh, mm-hmm. quite... Is it Vidya um, Balan? I... Uh, is it Vidya Balan? I need to just check. Mm. Okay. Uh, here it is. It's. Uh, mm. I think. That, I, is that how you say her name? It's. Uh, oh goodness! I'm sorry. I can't find uh, the. And anyway, the the. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the only shot he actually produced. The one. Yes. Uh, with Vidya. Uh, okay. You know the mother and the sons. I think it's a mother and yes. the son story. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That yeah. that film. So yeah. I think the thing that is uh, interesting is mm-hmm. that he is uh, now looking at how to start producing movies, uh, short movies in India, uh, mm-hmm. and that and and so you're starting to get big time filmmakers, big time producers looking at this medium as a way to build uh to reach start reaching audiences that they've never reached before that they've never 
thought were were worthwhile. Um, sure. So I. So I think it's I think it's a very exciting time for for uh, the development of short films, and in terms of platforms, but you know I think it's also short films are are really the for us as filmmakers they're the basic basis of the art, and mm. I've always said um, you know if that you can't be a great filmmaker if you can't make a good short film, mm. and. And I, I really believe that John Lasseter, who mm. uh, was the brilliant mind behind Pixar and ran Disney for a while, uh, used to require that um, his filmmakers succeed in a short animation before they were allowed ever to direct a feature. And mm. and that w- that kind of laid the groundwork in Hollywood now so that everyone makes features. But even in live action films, what we've seen is that for the last five or six years, the the directors that are winning best director at the Oscars are all now uh, guys who have made more shorts or as many short films as they've made features. So, for mm. instance, uh, if you think of think uh, if you think of Guillermo del Toro, who won an Oscar as best mm. director two mm. years ago. He's made more, double the shorts of features. He makes incredible, and they're incredible shorts. Uh, Alphonse Cuaron um, in Inurito has made more shorts. Uh, Barry Jenkins has only made the uh, black filmmaker who uh, who made Moonlighting. Moonlight yes. has made made um, I think two or three features and about twenty five shorts. Yeah. So what that tells me is that and and, and it's the truth, you know, you know, when you're making a short, it's not as much risk. You have a lot more freedom. You can try out the things you want to try out. So as an art form, a filmmaker making a short is much more himself and able to explore the story and explore storytelling so that they actually become better filmmakers when you're making if you're a young filmmaker. And you're put on a film that's being made with a million or more dollars. Who mm-hmm. in the world is going to let that guy make the final decisions? No producer. Every producer stands over the shoulder of their director, unless he's a big famous director, but not young guys, and stands mm-hmm. there and says, "Up, oh, whoa, don't, <laughs> don't do that, right?" Mm-hmm. So they mm-hmm. don't become as confident or as expressive often as they are able to be in shorts and and they don't have the they didn't never get the track record so you get guys who are great making tv and great making shorts but they are making features but they're kind of being made by committees and not being made by individual artists and shorts really give a chance for a filmmaker to develop as an artist absolutely but Carter, there has been like issues with the business model of uh shorts as a medium per se no one has at least in India, not being able to tackle the entire distribution producing model. And so uh, if you actually see a lot of filmmakers just use it as a stepping stone uh, and move to feature films and never come back to shorts, or most of them don't uh, are not able to recover money, there are distribution issues, they do not know where to take their shorts to. Uh, any advice on how filmmakers can tackle this business model and also get returns on their investment? Well, first, you know, that was that was the big 
I, I was, uh, before mm. I started Shorts TV, I was an investment yeah. banker. And wow. as I looked at it, I uh, really thought this is just, it's such great, um, there's such great movies, such great content that I really wanted to be a part of, of bringing some kind of organization so that there, so that filmmakers can, can make some money on the films they've made. And, and as we distribute the Oscar nominated shorts every year, filmmakers are now taking out of the release, uh, 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a piece each. So mm -hmm. the, uh, I think that as I look at short films, I think there, there are two reasons that filmmakers should be making them. One is if you're a young and uh, filmmaker trying to get into the business, mm. my view, Steven Spielberg has said this a number of times, but you should make films as cheaply as possible and as many as possible and making short films, but you shouldn't expect those short films to be necessarily able to recover their investment. But if mm -hmm. you're a filmmaker, if you're Anurag Kashyap, Anurag Kashyap is making shorts for Netflix and everybody else, and he's got enormous budgets, budgets that are as big as some of the features he's made. And so, which is the other end of the spectrum. So I, sure. I, think, I think you have to look at it uh, realistically right? If you're a young yeah. director that's just starting out, you mm. shouldn't e expect you're going to be do a bunch of shorts just to get yourself in the game. But if you're Anurag Kashyap and you've made a ton of shorts and got yourself in the game and people look at all your shorts and they go, wow, wow, maybe not so good. Wow, wow. They come to you and say, hey, I'd like you to make some shorts for me. And I, I think, so I think there is really an ec ecosystem growing up now around shorts. Anurag was telling me recently he'd made a fabulous horror short for Netflix mm -hmm. with big, big budget shot in England release. It's going to be released in the United States. Yeah. It's big, you know, it's a, so it's, it's, it's there making short films on big budgets as possible, making short films on little budgets as possible. And you can, we shorts TV, for instance, we're buying shorts where the Oscar nominated films are making, making uh, often a lot of money. And th those are the independent films that are being produced, but even films that are just good, uh, good at what they're supposed to be about are, are, are being paid plenty of money. You know, the, we, we release the, um, the films that are, that are with uh, Royal stag. We've been releasing on TV mm. that their shorts mm. and those films are all very good, very well produced. And, Generally, the filmmakers are are recovering all of their budgets. I, I think sure. that's unusual. Sure. But but they're good films, or they have good actors and actresses in them, well known, and they're mm -hmm. uh, they so you know. It, but but they're often from filmmakers who have a little bit of experience. They're not guys who are starting yeah. out on their first short. When when yeah. you go to when you go to film school. Often, film schools uh, make it possible for their students to make a film or two. And mm -hmm. sometimes those are very good films, and sometimes they're not. But that doesn't – so I think if you're starting out independently and just trying to get into it without going to film school, you should think – and I know this is going to sound crazy, but mm -hmm. you should think the first 10 films I'm going to lose my shirt on. It's all about <laughs> – getting some skin in the game. 
and learning mm. this craft. It's a craft. Mm. And if you're going to, if you're going to write great articles, if you're going to do great podcasts, if you're going to, if you're going to make beautiful garments or carpets, handmade carpets, you have to make them and make them until you get to be good. Right. Right. T- tell me, uh, Carter, in terms of getting the audience to watch short films, uh, d- what are your thoughts in terms of the efforts that Shots TV put, puts into it? We, of course, you guys are reaching 100 million households and you're there yeah. as an HGDB channel. You are there online. You have an app. Uh, but when all of this was not there, you know, uh, and perhaps it's restricted to a certain audience, uh, where do you think the the you know the loophole could possibly be in elsewhere? Uh, I'm so let me let me just answer part of that. I think you've asked yeah. a couple of questions, and I'll I'll yeah. try to. So the first part is, and and this is not exactly what you're asking, but I think part of what we have to do, our mm-hmm. mission, is to find great shorts. There are lots mm-hmm. of shorts, thousands of shorts being made every year across the world, maybe not mm. this year during the pandemic, but normally there are thousands of shorts. Mm. And, and and by that, I mean scripted stories being told on film, not TikTok videos and that kind of thing, but yeah. scripted stories being told on film. And lots of them are, are bad. Some of them are mm. good and a few of them are fabulous. And our job as a network is to find our audiences absolutely the best films that are that exist on the face of the earth that's what we do and mm-hmm. and i think that that's a very important promise uh that we we find the best films and we curate them the the most pleasing way you know and we we and make it a fun thing to watch films but but what we're really trying to create for our audiences who are watching the linear channel is kind of an hours or two hours worth of of film festival kind of uh, screening. So that if you're someone who's been to some big film festivals, you can see amazing uh, films from around the globe in an hour that are around a particular theme, maybe Stars and Shorts, or uh, which is one of our shows, or you can watch pure drama or comedy films. uh, and, And you get a a curated package of film that you can watch for an hour or two and be very excited about. Right. So, so that's, that's the promise that we bring. I, your, and, and your question was a little more about how do we get filmmakers into that? Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that also, yeah. Also how could we sort of, uh, you know, uh, simplify the system. Uh, now, suppose this is Shots TV, but suppose they're not able to get through Shots TV. There is a whole, there's a whole loophole in in the distribution system, uh, a loophole or perhaps something that sort of is is not a smooth ride for a lot of filmmakers. Uh, do you do you have any suggestions for other distribution networks? Well, so let me say, I, I'm a member of the Academy of Motion Pictures. I, yeah. I've been in, in the Academy for more than 12 years, and, and I'm going to start at the other end. One, one, you know, India has, uh, you know, India is this vast continent, amazing culture, wonderful people, and, uh, and a, a different way of telling stories in cinema 
than than we've developed here in the United States. And and the two, uh, you know, in a massive culture of telling films, uh, mm-hmm. telling of cinema, and. And, but they've but the Indian Bollywood cinema is totally independent yeah. and, and different than the Western cinema. Mm-hmm. And what the result of that is that that Indian filmmakers are not necessarily haven't been in the past, even though they're very talented, haven't had a way in to compete for awards in the American system, really, mm-hmm. and in the international system. They've mm-hmm. competed in their in their own system. So yeah. and, and and so. The, and this is the bigger question, starting with the big part of it, and then how, yeah. to, how to how does a young filmmaker get his film in? But but I think it's a top to bottom uh, issue. And so we started working mm. at the top, and mm. we have worked and brought uh, several uh, very well known Indian filmmakers into the Academy of Motion Pictures. We haven't mm. had enough, and the Academy of Motion Pictures has been poor in terms of the the not rich because we have not had the benefit of filmmakers from Asia who are telling, who have been telling great stories for decades. So we've started bringing some of them in. We, I was pleased to sponsor some and which has Mm -hmm. been very exciting and see Mm -hmm. how my colleague, other colleagues in the, in the Academy have been excited about, about seeing these new talents to us, to the Mm -hmm. American system come in. Uh, we've we've been working to start getting Indian short films qualified to compete in the short film category, in the documentary short film category, live action. We're uh, and I think that is going to start tipping the the entire process in the Academy of Motion Pictures in a way that that opens up lots of opportunity for Indian filmmakers. So um, so I think in the international system. Just like down at the the filmmakers who are getting a start, there has not been a way in for mm. so many filmmakers. So that and and you know, that's what we kind of see as a mission at Shorts TV. Really, mm-hmm. a mission is getting these talented. I you know, I'm a I'm a producer, uh, but I, I I'm not a I'm not a I don't consider myself a talent. I'm an organizer and that kind of thing. And so, but. But our mission is building platforms and getting India's talent uh, really into the system and and competing and winning and uh, it's very exciting. So mm-hmm. the first first part has been getting them into the bigger part of the system. The mm-hmm. other the second thing that we think is really uh, important that we've been able to contribute is is bringing short films and making them available to every single. Uh, potential filmmaker so that you can watch, you can come to shorts TV and watch film after film after film. And even if you can't afford to go to film school, I tell all my guys if that you will be a great filmmaker, if you've watched a hundred hours of shorts, you will know. And you, if you, I mean, you, you don't just watch them and lay there, but if you think about how did they make that film? And that was a bad one. And what did they do wrong? And that was a great, great one. And what did they do right? If you're, if you want to be a filmmaker and watch film, this is the way to get in and to build your game is to compete and learn from others. So we're, we're creating that platform so that hopefully 
more and more young people won't just do hold their phone up and film themselves like TikTok, but they'll look at it and they'll start going, they'll start going, huh, you know, we could change the lighting. Huh, we could change the sound on that. Oh, maybe there's a way to like to tell this story and change the visuals. And 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 what is the right order to visually present that? Or where should the script how how do we how do characters tell that kind of thing? How does that happen in a way that actually makes the audience laugh? Right? right. All of that intellectual storytelling craft is what we're trying to bring to to average people so they can up their game and get into this process of telling telling their stories. Right. Right. Carter, tell me, do you see TikTok videos as a competition to shorts? Uh, do I see TikTok as a competition to shorts? No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but, but 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 if the audience is constantly engaged in watching these videos, where I, I is think the audience for shorts? Um, so this is what I think is different. I think what's mm. I think what's happening mm. is that in it, I think it's a little like this. Mm. If you think of it, it's like asking, is TV a competition for movie theaters? And the answer is no. When I feel like watching TV, I stay home and watch TV. When I want to watch a big movie, I watch. I go to the theater, or sometimes I watch it on my TV. But it's it's different, right? Same thing. TikTok is kind of like uh, mobile TV, and short movies are are kind of like real cinema, where there's a real story and a real thing happening. TikTok is. TikTok is a rabbit hole. It's kind of like Facebook and pictures. It can be kind of anything, right? And part of the enjoyment is that every now and then you discover something that's worth watching. Shorts are a much higher quality of entertainment. Mm -hmm. They're scripted. So someone has thought through what they want to communicate, how they're going to light it, how they're going to tell it, how the actors and actresses are going to comport themselves in front of the audience so that they, they tell their story. So it's a it's a it's a much more engaging and and intellectually interesting way of of communicating, but it's it's not the same as as TikTok. And yeah. it's but but I think what's happening mm. is that when we used to be able to sit down in front of TV for hours and hours and hours and then go to the theater all you know, my when my mother was little, her favorite thing was to go be go to the th cinema on Saturday from 10 in the morning till five o'clock in the afternoon. And, you know, no, that was a long time ago. No one does that. Ever. When I was a kid, nobody does, did that. And, and people don't are not doing that anymore. And they're, I think they're going to sit down and watch maybe an hour of shorts rather than three hours of a movie. Right. Right. But, but do you think that that's sort of affecting the, you know, like people are becoming, the, the attention span is reducing by the day. And I think, I think, I think that's true. Absolutely. Mm. But I don't think it, I think it, it's dry, drawing audiences towards short movies because audiences always want at least part of their consumption. All of us do stuff on YouTube and TikTok and it's interesting. But, you know, there's a 
but also it's kind of mind numbing because no, you know, it's, it's very short and people doing kind of silly stuff. Whereas a short film is a, a 15, 20 minute story. that's that someone is prepared for you to tell you that story. And that, and that, that kind of interaction with, with the filmmaker for an audience, I think is a, is, is very special and lacking in TikTok. Right. Right. A couple of things, Carter, if you would like to suggest in terms of what a short filmmaker should be careful about when choosing a story and making their film. Well, I think, you know, it's very, it's very funny when you, when uh, I sit on on lots of juries Mm -hmm. and I, I do lots of um, awards, uh, juries, both festivals and others. So I I see lots of films every year and they're often very good ones, but the best stories are the ones that mean the most to the person who's telling it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, We recorded this episode, I think, last week of December or first week of Jan. And uh, the recording uh, was done from a very remote, not a very well-connected area. The internet was not working properly, but uh, we just uh, sort of pulled it through. There might be some glitches in sound, so bear with us on that. And we're going to be continuing seeing you in the coming weeks. Take care and have a great weekend.